Hey, let's open our Bibles. John chapter 18, please. John chapter 18, good morning to you. Uh, summer has started. I don't know if you noticed it. And uh, we got to be careful. At least two times this week, I know I was overdoing it out in the heat and not drinking enough water. And like you can, it really affects you. It like affected me like bad negatively, like two times this week. John chapter 18, uh, a little bit of review from last time. We asked the, the question. It's a big question. That's why I got big letters there. What is truth? And and, you know, th- this whole idea of absolute truth, is there such a thing? Well, yes, there is, but it's, it's not going to be found in the media. It's not going to be found on social media for sure. It's not going to be found in politics. It's not even found in science anymore. But actual absolute truth is found in Jesus, and that's what he said. He said, I came into the world, verse 37, to testify to the truth. And everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So if you and I, we want to know the truth, he said that if, if we'll listen to him, we'll listen to his word, he said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you and I really need to be people of the book. I, 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 uh, I heard uh, a broadcast this morning on my way in and, and they were saying, you know, you, you need to be, be in the word. You need to understand. You need to be in the scriptures. And, and that is so, so true. Uh, the Bible tells us that God desires all men to be saved and, come, and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So it's God's will for us to come to a knowledge of the truth. And he sent his spirit so that he would guide us into all the truth. But the question is, are we listening? Will we listen? Now today I want to back up a little bit and I want to look at Peter. <clears throat> uh, Let's look at 18, chapter 18. We'll start in verse 15. It says, Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple who was known to the high priest came back and spoke to the girl on duty there and brought Peter in. Verse 17, you are not one of this man's disciples, are you? The girl at the door asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. And Peter also was there standing with them, warming himself. And then jump down to verse 25. A little bit later, it says, As Simon Peter stood warming himself, he was asked, You are not one of his disciples, are you? And he denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him, Didn't I see you with him? In the olive grove, again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Wow. You know, we think about all the stuff that's going on here. You know, Jesus, he's, you know, he's arrested. He's, you know, he's being 
treated very, very badly. He's, being, he's you know, going to be flogged and all these things that are going to happen to him and eventually be crucified. And yet here now is one of his very own disciples. The context, of course, is, is that Jesus was on trial for who he is, that he was the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, that he was the King. And all these are true. Again, this, this idea of truth comes into this even in Peter's denial. Jesus certainly was the Christ. He is the Christ, the Son of God. He is the King. And yet Peter, in the middle of all this, Peter is having this battle, battle now. And Jesus had told him that it would happen. He's promised that he would actually have this specific battle. Now, an interesting con- contrast I want to bring up for you right now is it, back in John chapter 13, we see side by side, we see Judas and we see Peter. Now, Judas uh, betrayed the Lord. And it was a dark a dark betrayal, and it was somebody who was there with, with Jesus, and he betrayed him, he turned him over. But Judas, he, he was there, he followed the, you know, the disciples, he followed Jesus, he's one of the disciples in one sense. But he was never a true believer, a true believer. he was never a true disciple, never a true follower, he was there, but he betrayed and who was he listening to? It actually, it says in, in that chapter that Satan was speaking to his heart. Who was he listening to? And then later in the chapter, it says that Satan actually entered into him. And then we have Peter, now on the other hand. Peter, who, who he denied the Lord Jesus, but, but he was a true believer. And, and see, there's a huge difference but, but he had this self-confidence, right? Stating that he would never do such a thing. We looked at that. We talked about that. You know, uh, he, he thought he could do it on his own. You remember, and he says, if all fall away, I never will. Three times he has these things happen. He said in Matthew 26 as well, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. He's making these statements. And then in in John uh, 13, he says, I will lay down my life for you. He says all these things. And now we see him here back in chapter 18. What happened to all that? Jesus told him back then when he said, I'll lay down my life for you. He says, you will deny me three times. Not once, not twice, but three times you're going to deny me. You see... What was going on with Peter, it wasn't, it wasn't just a self-confidence thing. There was actually a spiritual battle that was taking place. We have Judas on the one hand listening to, to Satan and, and what Satan had to say, but, but Jesus had told Peter these words in Luke chapter 22. He said, Simon, Simon, or Peter, Satan is asked to sift all of you, and he's talking about all the disciples as well, but he's speaking specifically to Simon here. To sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, not if, but when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So there was, there was Jesus knew this was going to happen. He spoke about it directly. He said, you're going to be sifted. And the enemy, there's going to be a spiritual war taking place, a battle. The enemy is going to like sift you. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a sifter? Any of you know what a sifter is? 
we don't we don't we don't cook or anything anymore so we go buy it at the store but but if you know how to sift you got to sift stuff and it kind of grinds this stuff and gets all the pebbles and and hard parts out and satan wanted to get in there and, and that's what he wanted to do but jesus said you know what he's not going to win there's going to be a battle but he's he will not win in the end and when you turn back god is still going to use it you see now you say it was a terrible thing that happened. Yes, it was a terrible thing, but did his faith fail? No. Jesus said, your faith, I'm going to pray for you that your faith will not fail. And Jesus prayed for him. How, how good is that? So it wasn't a failure of his faith, but it was a failure of his courage. You know, he had this self-confidence, but when, the, you know, when this battle came on, the courage failed. But, but in the middle of all this, and even in the promise that Jesus gave to Peter, there would be restoration. There would be restoration. No matter how, you know, the, if we are true believers, true, true followers of Jesus Christ, no matter what happens, no matter how bad things get, how bad we, we fall, God can raise us up. Now, it doesn't mean there won't be consequences because there's always con- consequences. We always reap what we sow in one way or another. But, but the Lord, His plan is different than ours. That's why we have to have a little grace for one another because we, he has grace for us. So looking at you know, what we read here and, and looking at the situation, there were, there were really three things that Peter denied. Three things that we see here uh, in this and in the other accounts. And by the way, this is in all four of the Gospels, the, the fact that Peter denied the Lord. So it was something they all felt like, this is important, we have to, we have, to have this in here. Three things that Peter denied. I want us to think about this when we look at that. When we look at these three, what about us? So the first thing was this: he denied that he was one of Jesus's disciples. You're one of his disciples, aren't you? No, no way. I'm not a disciple. I'm not a follower of Jesus. No. Could that ever happen to us? The second thing he denied was that he had even been with him. You were with him? Oh, no, I, no. I never hung out with him. I never spent any time with him. I never listened to him. I, no, that, you're thinking of somebody else. Must be somebody who just looks like me. And the third one, I think, is, is probably even the saddest of his denials. He said that he never knew him. I don't even know him. And this comes out in the other Gospels. I don't even know him. Now, were these things true or untrue? They were true. He definitely was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He definitely had spent time, and in the last three years he had been with him. And he definitely knew him on a personal, real level. So is the truth important? Yes, it is. So what is he? He's denying the truth. He's denying that these things are actually true. And when he denies the truth, he denies the Lord Jesus because Jesus is the truth. Now, it doesn't come out as strongly in the Gospel of John as it, as it does in the other uh, Gospels that, that he strongly denied these things. He didn't just say, no, I don't. Do he strongly, no, I am not. In fact, in some cases, in, in, in some of these, it says he called down curses on himself. How, what would you ever think that I would ever? 
be a follower and be spending time with, with that man Jesus, that I would ever, that I knew him? What do you mean? Strongly and adamantly denying things that were absolutely true. So, you know, I have to ask the question for us about these three things. Number one, are we one of his disciples? Am I a disciple of Jesus Christ? Now, somebody isn't putting you on the hot seat right now about this as Peter was. But in yourself, ask yourself, are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Yes or no. Right? That's the bottom line. You either are or you aren't. You can't be sort of, maybe, part of, you know, I'm a disciple of you know, Alibaba and a disciple of Jesus. I'm a disciple of, you know, Paramahansa Yogananda and, or, or whoever. And these guys are all real people that are out there, not alive. We're following a, a living Lord and Savior. But are you a disciple of Jesus? You either are or you aren't. Okay, this is what it's going to get down to in the end. The second thing is, do we spend time with him? He, he spent three years with him. Yes, he heard what he had to say. Do you and I spend time with Jesus? Could somebody say, oh, you were with him? Well, no, I, I didn't really spend any time with Jesus. I didn't really ever talk to him. I didn't really uh, open his word. I didn't really, you know, so... Uh, we, we're, we're, you know, if, if truly our disciples, and that's what he said in John chapter 8, he says, if you, he, he said to the Jews who believed him, if you truly are one of my disciples, you will abide in my word, and then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if we truly are a disciple, it kind of leads on to the second thing. If you're following Jesus, it makes sense that you will be with him, right? If you're trying to follow and stay close to Jesus, you're going to be with him. And, and, and then the third thing is, do we really know him? Oh, he knows us inside and out, but do we know him? How do you get to know somebody? You spend time with him, right? How else are you going to get to know Jesus unless you spend time with him? So, so these things are questions, and, and I think for Peter, we know for sure because we've seen his life. But for us, it's different. There, there's not a book that people can read about us, or maybe there is. Somebody's going to write a book about you. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to write a book about me. Maybe I'll write my own book. Autobiography. Not. But if these things, these three things are true, and and. We are one of his disciples. We do spend time with him. We do know him. Why would we ever deny it? Think about that. Why would we ever deny it? I mean, the biggest word is what? Fear. It's the biggest reason. Fear. We're afraid of what people think. We're afraid of what, you know, the world and, and its, you know, its whole philosophy. We're afraid of how we might not fit in. So could we deny these things? Would we? A couple other points that come out of this, and I'm sure you've heard these things before if you've you know, been around for a while, is number one is Peter was following Jesus, and, but it says in the other Gospels that, that he was following but at a distance. We saw here in John it says Peter and the other disciple, which 
many believe was John or could be somebody like Nicodemus. But it says they were following Jesus. But it was at a distance. And some people make a big point of that. Yeah, he was following Jesus, but he was at a distance. But the, the, the thing about it is, is he was still following Jesus. Even though it was at a distance, he was still following him. And that's an important thing to know. We should be as close as we possibly can, but ultimately, are we following him? That's the, that's the thing. And the second thing here is, in the middle of all this situation, Peter is there, but he's warming, he's warming himself where? At the enemy's fire. And maybe you've heard sermons, you know, specifically about that. But, but, but it's a dangerous place to be warming ourselves at the enemy, at the enemy's fire. And this is probably where you and I will be tested the most. When we're at the enemy's fire. Now, Peter, he, 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 he got in. He got in with the help of the other disciple. He got in there to the courtyard. And now it's cold, it says. And he's just kind of wanting, you know, to get warm. But he, he kind of wanted to blend in, didn't he? No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm one of you. I'm, no, I'm not like that. He didn't want to be noticed. He didn't, he didn't want to stand out as a follower of Jesus. This is, a, again, this is applying to ourselves as well in this day and age. But can you imagine the conversation around this fire? He said, you know, the enemy's fire. Do you think they were standing there talking about how good Jesus was? They were scoffing, it says. They were making fun of him. They were saying, Get, you know, I hope you know, this happens to him. So, so Peter is there. And what was Peter saying? What, what was, he, was he joining into this? Was he saying anything at all? Was he just being quiet? I don't know about that. And why do I say that? It's because it says those that heard him, uh, those that were with him, they heard what? His accent. How can you know what someone's accent is if they don't say anything, right? So they heard his accent and they said to him, what? You're, you are with him, you're a Galilean. Your accent gives you away. I can tell you, you know, you are one of, you are one of his followers. Because just, you know, there's a lot of Galileans that are involved in all this. So even though Peter didn't want to stand out, he did stand out. He did. You and I in the world, you know, we, you know, Jesus said it, you know, we're here to be in the world, but not of the world. And, and so we can't take ourselves out of the world. We're here to be lights in the world, to be witnesses. But we are going to stand out if we're true followers of Jesus Christ. And, and you know what? I've been saying this weeks and weeks that it's going to get worse. And it is getting worse. For true followers of Jesus Christ, you will stand out. And, and Peter stood out like a sore thumb. He, he just had to open his mouth, and that's what happened. John Corson said, when you feel cold, where do you go to get warm? If you go to the fires of the world, when you're confused or hurting or lonely, you're sure to get burned. Ask Peter. You're sure to get burned. Ask Peter. After this, the, the rooster began to crow. Just like who said? Just like who promised? Jesus promised. He said, you know, ah, you know you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. He said it to him. 
The rooster began to crow just as Jesus said, and Jesus' word always comes true. It will always be fulfilled. But not only that, Luke tells us that at that moment in time, and, and you kind of see it in this picture, it's a little hard to see, it's a little dark, but at that time, it says that Jesus turned and looked straight at Peter. It says, Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. He, can you imagine being there in that situation? Warren Wearsby called it the look of love that broke Peter's heart. Jesus was there, and, and, and Jesus wasn't looking at him in condemnation. He wasn't looking at him, you know, in, in criticizing him, but it was look, a look of compassion, a look of love. And, and it says that Peter then went outside and he wept bitterly because he knew. He knew what he had done. And you and I know when we blow it, we know. We know what we did. We know what happened. We know the situation. We were there. But as I said earlier, Jesus wasn't done with him yet. He said it in Luke chapter 22, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So, so Peter would actually able, be able to help other people. Say, well, that's quite a cost he had to pay to be able to help other people, but isn't that the way it goes sometimes? Peter can now help others who also face battles, spiritual battles. Battles of courage and confidence. Also in, in John chapter 21, we'll get to that. Jesus restored Peter. And he called him to serve him. He called him to, to more service. Warren Wearsby points this out uh, three times. The, the number three in the upper room, Peter boasts three times. I read them to you. In the Garden of Gethsemane, three times Peter what? Falls asleep in the priest's courtyard. Three times Peter denied Jesus, but at the Sea of Galilee, three times Jesus restores Peter. He boasts, he sleeps, he denies, yet he's restored. And that, that's still true for you today. It's true for me today. He'll never let you go. If you're one of his, he'll never let you go, no matter what. He's still there. I want to close. I want you to turn with me to the next book, Acts chapter 4. We'll close there. I want to read just a few verses as we, as we wrap this up. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. This is after the resurrection. This is after the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. It says in verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the same Peter who denied the Lord these three times. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. He, he, he didn't hold back at all. I mean, he just spoke boldly, courageously. Jump down to verse 12, and, and, and this sums it up, and this is a... This is one of those verses that is like John 14, 6. He said, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. There's no other name, no other way, no other path. 
Do you see any denying of Jesus in that statement? In fact, it's just the opposite, isn't it? He, he, he's just affirming that Jesus is the, the way, the only way, the, the way, the truth, and the life. So what happened? Well, God restored him. God gave him the power of his Holy Spirit. God was still using him again. But look at verse 13. I love this verse as well. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John. Courage. And they realized they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished. And they took note, what? That these men had been with Jesus. That these men had been with Jesus. That's what what happened there. Where'd they get this courage? They, you know, they were, Jesus restored Peter and, and, and he was spending time with them. It, it, it was just obvious. People could see it. And I think it's true in our lives as well that if we are true followers and we're spending time with him and, and we truly know him, people will see it. You don't, you don't, you don't have to necessarily go on a, a, a witnessing crusade, though it, God's called us to give out the word of truth, obviously. But people will know there's something different about you. There's something different about us as followers of Jesus. And, and yeah, we may blow it. We may deny the Lord, and, and we do that in, in lots of different ways and lots of different times. But, but as, as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, He'll give us words, in those, even in those situations, to speak the truth. Amen? Amen. Let's uh, pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace, unmerited favor, your mercy, not giving us what we deserve, but you showed it in Peter's life, and I, I, just, I just know and believe just through experience and the ups and downs of our lives as followers uh, that you are still in the business of restoration and, and empowering today, just as you were back then in, in the life of Peter and the other disciples. They all kind of ran off. And Jesus, you told all of them that Satan wanted to sift them. And I think it applies to us today too, Lord, that Satan is, he wants to sift us and destroy us, but you're praying for us that our faith would not fail. And that we can then strengthen one another and and help one another in this path, this life, in this very difficult world. Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. And I pray, Lord, today for any that maybe are not true disciples of Jesus. Maybe you need to surrender today. Maybe, maybe you've been walking the line and, and it's just not... You're here, maybe, but, but you're not really here. Judas was there, but he wasn't really there. You're calling us to, to a deeper walk, a deeper life, a deeper path of following after you. Maybe today is that day where you say, Jesus, I, I surrender all. I surrender my life. 
I belong to you. You, you, you died. I, I was bought with a price. The price of your death on the cross. Father, I pray that you would help all of us. You would empower us anew with your Holy Spirit to speak the word of truth. Maybe at those enemy camps around us, where we work, where we live, where we go to school, where we spend time even, that we would be a light. Father, bless your people with peace. Bless your people with joy. Bless your people with grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, shall we?